occurred to me the other day. Oh, by the way, former CIA director quits Harvard because they hired Chelsea Manning. What he said is pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was something. Yeah. That's a huge story. Nobody's talking about it. Oh, of course. Uh, but I noticed the other day, speaking of stories, I, I've been following this Robert Menendez trail. He's a, he's a U.S. senator, and he's on trial, and I've been following it because I'm interested in it, yet hadn't talked about it on the air. Well, that's crazy. It's pretty interesting, so we'll bring you up to speed on yeah, this. Yes, sitting United States senator is on trial. New York Post reporter Kajah Whitehouse joins us, has been covering the Menendez trial. Kajah, how are you? Good, how are you? Excellent. Hey, so listen, This uh, even if... You know, you don't love the politics. Maybe you're a Democrat and you're kind of feeling bad that a Democrat's on trial. Some of these allegations are just crazy. What is Menendez accused of before we get into the latest? Sure, yeah. He is basically accused of uh, accepting bribes. Um, Accepting bribes from a very wealthy eye doctor from West Palm Beach, Florida, who was recently convicted of Medicare fraud. Uh, so the idea is that the bribes came in the forms of like, you know, lots of private jet trips, uh, campaign contributions, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars worth, uh, trips to this guy's Caribbean villa, you know, just you know, a, a, a hotel in Paris that this guy paid for a hotel in Paris. Mention the young hotties. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And what then, was Menendez accused yeah. of doing for him? Yeah. Right. So, you know, you can receive these things, but you it's only a bribe if in exchange for these things, you use the power of your office to, you know, uh, uh, advocate or do things for this guy or take official action. So what the government is saying is that one of the more salacious things that he did was uh, go out of his way to help his rich doctor friend, married, 63 years old, now anyway, uh, get visas for his three foreign, very young, very attractive girlfriends, one from Brazil, one from the Dominican Republic, and one who was living in Spain but had a Ukrainian passport. And they're like 22 Uh, years old, right? Like 22-year-old models they're flying in for this old, fat, crooked eye doctor dude. (laughs) They're all sort of, how do I describe it, model, at least that time, model wannabes kind of thing. Right. I think the Dominican one at the time, she was 22 years old. And now I think she lives in, like, Raleigh, North Carolina as a real estate agent or something like that. Perfect. Now she's, like, 30. But, yeah. But, yes, exactly. Very attractive. And it wasn't like – and they didn't bring this up in court, but it wasn't like the senator didn't know what was going on, right? And in the case of the Dominican woman, he – you know, in in some of the other cases, he just wrote a form letter, hey, I'm advocating for this guy wants to bring these people into the United States for a tourist visa, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm just letting you know that 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 I support this. But in the case of the Dominican woman, she got rejected, and the senator went out of his way to call the ambassador, the U.S. ambassador of the Dominican Republic, and make a fuss. And then the woman, this woman, her name is Rosiel Polanco, got on the stand this week and talked about it and said, yeah, uh, you know, it was very, I went in for my first interview, and, and, and I got there at 1130, and they didn't see me till 4, and they were really rude to me, and blah, 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 and it was very difficult, and they rejected me. I go home, I call the doctor, I tell him what happened, and he says, don't worry, I'll fix it, I'm going to call the senator. Next thing you know, the embassy calls her back at her home without her reapplying or anything, and is like, come back in for another interview. 
She comes back in. She described getting the gold star treatment. No waiting on line. Nothing like that. She walks right in. Bam, bam, bam. She says a very important person, much more important than the last person interviewed her, and she got through. You know, I'm I'm looking I'm looking <laughs> at the awesome. pictures of these gals in the New York Post. Holy cow! They yeah, certainly very beautiful, very beautiful women, and very Still. young for this fat old eye doctor. Yeah. I mean, he must be a really charming guy, Kaja. I mean, he <laughs> must he makes a young woman feel just wonderful, apparently, because they're I mean, flacking honestly, to him. Like the thing that I am so disappointed, the government, you know, even though they made the allegations and all in their indictment and all kinds of other papers that these were the girlfriends, right? They didn't bring any of that up when the girlfriends got on the stand. Oh, really? I was like I. Just, yeah, because I wanted to know, too, like, what was the deal? Did they love him? Were they, you know, did they just want to, you know, something from him because he's rich? How charming is he? he I don't know if you're, uh, <clears throat> you might want to sit down for this, but sometimes young, attractive women uh, date older, rich men because they buy them stuff. See, I'd I, I hate these, to say no. that out loud. I'd assume these gals, like, were having trouble reading the road signs and they just named an eye doctor. <laughs> In America, they needed, a, but they the, needed an eye doctor. The yeah. idea that a well, U.S. Yeah. the idea that a U.S. senator is using some of his time to call, to make phone calls to try to get a twenty year old wannabe model in for one of his donors is unbelievable. And a former beauty if not a, I, okay, former beauty queen contestant. She did not win. Mm. Well, those things are fixed anyway. Kaja <laughs> Whitehouse is on the line from the New York Post. So listen, getting your friends' hotties into the country is not that serious a matter. Uh, we're we're talking about bribery, and in the case of uh, what's his what's his name, the 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 former governor of Virginia who was convicted, and then the Supreme Court McDonald's, over... McDonald's. Right. I think it's Robert McDonald. Uh, uh, whatever his name is. doesn't matter. He's, he's out now. But um, that line is a little difficult to assess. Yeah. You having followed the story, does it look pretty clear that there's bribery going on here? I mean, where's the line? So I totally agree with you. It's, it's What's very clear is the allegations so far are a huge... Um, dent, uh, maybe even more stain on, on, on the senator's reputation. It looks bad for him that he did this, that he helped these hotties get into the country. It looks bad that he advocated for his friend, who you know, when he got charged for overbilling Medicare. But whether or not it goes to bribery, it's not yet been shown. Right. Well, this it's so, worth observing that this case was taking shape during the Obama administration, and I have a number of friends in federal law enforcement, and the feds don't prosecute unless they've got the equivalent of a one-foot putt, generally. They don't take generally. flyers on one-in-a-hundred conviction chances. So, Except and, that this case was brought well. First of all, the case is very, it's very early on, so they still have time to show it, right? They've only been, you know, they've been, they've been going little bit by little bit. So I don't want to say they're not going to show it. I'm just saying so far yet I haven't seen it. It's only been a few days, right? I haven't but seen what? also haven't seen the connection between these. Uh, the, the giant contributions and vacations and, like, hottie import-export. Yeah. Well, only because this, because it goes to motive, right? Like, he could, he, he is making the argument that, well, this, uh, it was done at a friendship, and these people, and, and, and they were friends since the 1990s. And, I, and the jury could decide how, you know, quid pro quo, did he do this for that, or did he do this for friendship? Well, right, and I think the reason the, the courts are, you know, pretty careful on these things is, um, how often does a congressman or a senator call a major university, or at least have a letter written to, you really should consider so-and-so's kid, 
for this university. I think they'd be a great addition to the diversity of your uh, your student body. Or, or or call a you know call a um, whoever you got to call because somebody wants to build a building and, and it's getting hung up. I mean that happens. That's that's why you donate to politicians. Right, is to get that sort of stuff. Certainly the only good reason. So if they start <laughs> shutting that sort of thing down or making it a crime, uh, you're gonna have a lot of people in jail. Right. And, you know, so so some of the bigger things are to come, I got to say, like, you know, there's going to be a time in which the government says at least they're going to show that 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 Menendez's office called the doctor, said the doctor needed help with some kind of like port security business in the Dominican Republic. And then Menendez's office said, called the doctor and was like, hey, we need sixty thousand dollars to our campaign fund. And then and then on the day that he met with. Uh, a high-up uh, official in the State Department, the day Menendez met with this official, the doctor gave the money. So that is a much tighter link, right, than, hey, back in 2008, you helped me with the visa, and then, in, you know, and then in 2010, you got a free flight or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so I guess they're still build, they're still showing us the, the case, and it's been coming in small pieces, so you know, the jury is out, so to speak. <laughs> well, yeah, and I saw in some of your earlier reporting from just a couple of days ago, like the, the story about the uh, super nice hotel uh, Menendez stayed in in Paris. Would have taken him 30 years to get enough American Express points to pay for the room. Does he claim yeah. that that's how he paid for it? Or no, Yeah, no, they, they, they've proved that the doctor that he was, like, looking to stay in this very fancy hotel because he was going there for some kind of meeting and some kind of long weekend, right? And then he, he, he asks the woman who's arranging this meeting, where are you staying? And she says she's staying in this super fancy hotel because she's in the financial services industry. She probably has a ton of money. And so he's, like, trying to figure out how to uh, pay for this. And who does he turn to? The doctor. Yeah. Hey, could could you give me your American Express points? And the you know, and then and 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 because he has yeah, it would have taken him thirty years to get that number of American Express points to pay for this weekend, yeah. which was something like five thousand dollars, right? You keep voting for government because the bigger government because they have your best interests in mind. Kajah Whitehouse of the New York Post is on the line. Kajah, great to talk to you. Hey, let's stay in touch as the story develops. Absolutely. Call anytime. All right. Great job. Good to talk to you. Thanks. There's some value, I suppose, in slapping these people on the wrist every once in a while to let them know there are some limits to how far you can go. But the idea that that it's it's shocking that politicians are flying around on some rich guy's plane or going on nice vacations or doing favors for him because of contributions. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, the rich guy gives him lots and lots of money. He takes him on vacations. He buys him expensive hotel rooms. And in return, a United States senator is his gopher, his errand boy. You know, whether it's a direct bribe or not, you know, I don't know. Maybe the eye of the beholder. Why it's do tough you, to write a law to really nail that down. Why do you think all these people are donating to all these campaigns? They, they believe something. in the ideology of yeah. the candidate. Ah, right. Ah, right. Whatever. It, the, the, it doesn't look good, though. I mean, this stuff happens and we don't hear about it, but when you hear about it, so you're flying around in this convicted now felon's uh, plane. Correct. Who, uh, who, who, by the way, likes you to help him get 20-year-old wannabe models for him to sleep with. That's what you're doing as a U.S. senator? Third world nudie models. <laughs> well, nice. but you have to do favors for people you don't like a lot when you're a, a senator or a congressman. Maybe he's a charming guy, this fat eye doctor. Why are you so judgmental? <laughs> well, he's a crook. That's oh, there's that. <laughs> the judge was certainly judgmental. They hi- Harvard hired Chelsea Manning. 
And uh, former CIA director said, okay, I got to quit. And here's why. It's, it's really interesting what he said. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. This was going viral yesterday. Trump wore a blue jacket with black pants to a meeting on race relations. Take a look at this. It's very, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trump was like, I told you, I don't see color. And then you go, you can't do that? Can't wear a blue jacket with black pants? Uh-huh, I'm a colorblind. What do I know? It's frowned upon in my circle of friends, that's for sure. <laughs> and was that some sort of racism shot there I don't know. At the end? I don't know. I don't want to dwell on it. Let's just move on. It was terrible. You want to move on because I told you we shouldn't play those jokes anymore yesterday. You were right. This is a (laughs) cover-up. Speaking of cover-ups, Susan Rice. Susan Rice, former National Security Advisor at Obama administration, has been lying like a rug about the whole unmasking scandal. She is going to be in big trouble. Believe me. We'll try to get to that if we can. One more note on the whole uh, Menendez trial. Uh, Senator uh, Menendez of New Jersey. Forget about it. Who said, I started my public career fighting corruption, and that's how I started, and I have always acted in accordance with the law. Well, and he tearfully said, he said, not once have I dishonored my public office. Well, his close, close friend, Dr. Melgan, who we've been talking about, uh, who gave him hundreds of thousands of dollars. 750000 Plane flights, hotel rooms, etc. The senator did his bidding, etc. Et this Dr. Melgan, remember, he was, quote-unquote, convicted for health care fraud. He was convicted of a massive scheme, one of the biggest in the history of the nation. He robbed you and me of as much as $105 million. Wow. $105 million. And we're focusing on the model wannabes from foreign lands because it's entertaining. Convicted convicted of dozens of charges. Said uh, Dr. Robert Bergen, a retired New Jersey retinal specialist who now lives in Florida and testified, etc. Everybody knew about this guy. He was hired by prosecutors to review the charts of 310 of Melgan's patients and testified that Melgan's methods were totally disgraceful. Uh, It had to be done. It's the most egregious example of totally taking advantage of patients, not caring about diagnosing them properly, not caring about treating them properly. It was the antithesis of what a decent physician should do. And he stole $105 million from American taxpayers. This was uh, Menendez, Senator Menendez, Bob Menendez, good, close friend. Flying around on planes with him, going on vacations. And so what was Menendez's quote? I've never dishonored my office. Not once have I dishonored my public office. Other than when I would call an embassy so I could get this crooked friend of mine a 20-year-old model to sleep with instead of his wife. Other than that, I've never dishonored my office. I mean, come on, that's embarrassing. Well, a crooked friend is the guy who, like, you know, uh, fills up his liquor bottles at his bar with water at the end of the night. (laughs) Not steals $105 million from taxpayers. Mm. That's unbelievable. So this is an interesting story that you're not hearing much just because of the way the media media works. Do you know who uh, Michael Morell is, former CIA acting director? He was the number two at the CIA, then was in charge for a while while the number one was gone. But anyway. He looks a little bit like Crispin Glover in Back to the Future? It does look a little like him. Yeah. If that helps. If that, <laughs> if that helps. And he's on the, that? Cable, the olden days? He's, he's on the cable news all the time. He is, and he's a really interesting guy because I think he just... Cause, he says things that I'm happy he said. He, th- he says things I'm unhappy he said. I think he mm-hmm. just says what he thinks. But um, So he was working at Harvard. Good gig. 
As a former CIA director, he was a senior fellow at the Harvard Kennedy School of Government. He has now resigned over the hiring of Chelsea Manning as a visiting fellow. A visiting fellow? Well, at he's Harvard. not a fellow anymore. <laughs> yeah, Harvard has since had to kind of bring that back. It was a mistake to label Chelsea as a returning fellow. Oh, really? Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They, they had to do some backpedaling, I saw, on that. But so why did Mike Morrell quit? He said, unfortunately, I cannot be part of an organization, the Kennedy School, this is, by the way, Mike Morell, a guy who uh, voted for Hillary and, and talked her up during the campaign. He's a Hillary supporter. Unfortunately, I cannot be part of an organization, the Kennedy School, that honors a convicted felon and leaker of classified information, Ms. Chelsea Manning, by inviting her to be a visiting fellow at the Kennedy School's Institute of Politics. He wrote in a letter to the school's dean. Ms. Manning was found guilty of 17 serious crimes, including six counts of espionage for leaking hundreds of thousands of classified documents to WikiLeaks, an entity that CIA Director Mike Pompeo says operates like an adversarial foreign intelligence service. Um, and then uh, Pompeo ended up writing a letter to Harvard also. Um, and he, he goes on to say, because I, I suppose he felt like he had to say at some point that I have no problem with her being transgender. I disagree with the president's current stance on transgenders in the military, blah, 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 blah. But uh, I think it's disgraceful that Harvard hired her and I'm not going to work there. Right. Uh, which Harvard. Is so, which, and we know why Harvard hired her, right? Cause, and she's going to speak about something like, Security in modern media or something like that. He, he, and transgender and queer issues. They hired her. It's pure virtue signaling. Right. Pure virtue, virtue signaling. That's what it's all about. And the C, former CIA director said, this is she, she's an enemy of her country. She we, was in prison. Harvard, having realized that they'd done something inexpressibly stupid because they're so blinded by the their ideology, he said, we invited Chelsea Manning to spend a day at the Kennedy School. On that basis, we also named Chelsea Manning a visiting fellow. We did not intend to honor her in any way or to endorse any of her words or deeds, as we do not honor or endorse, endorse any fellow. He apologized to Ms. Manning and to many concerned people. But so Hillary Clinton supporter Mike Morrell says, I can't, I can't work here if you're going to do that, which I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. She's out because uh, Obama pardoned her, right? Yes. Which? Or or what's, it's not a pardon, it's a, uh, where you shorten the sentence? Commute? Yeah, commuted the yeah. sentence. She's out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, and depending on which day you ask me, I was either for that or against it. She's she's just a troubled little person that probably shouldn't have been in the military to start with. Well, that's, that much is infinite. On the clear. other hand, you were a traitor to your country and damaged it in, in many, many ways that we may never recover from. Right. And there should be a penalty for that. I'll give you the very short version of the Susan Rice thing, and maybe we can get into it in a little bit. Um, it was pretty clear that a number of of uh, Trump transition officials were unmasked in intelligence gathering. Um, if you get caught up as an American in, say, the bugging of a foreign embassy. Well, they're not going to say who you are unless there's a really good reason for it, because we're not allowed under our laws to be bugging our own citizens on our territory. It's it's highly illegal. So to call for, well, it turns out it was Joe Getty talking to the Italian ambassador, for instance. You've got to have a really good reason to unmask those names, and you can absolutely not do it for political purposes to, like, uh, drag down your opponent or the incoming administration or something like that. Uh, when first that allegation surfaced, Susan Rice said, and I have the tape, but we don't have time for it, I have no idea what they're talking about, no idea whatsoever. I don't know what Chairman Nunez, uh, Fabian Nunez of the uh, 
or Devin Nunez, rather, of the House Intelligence Committee is talking about. Later, she said, well, uh, no unmasking was done for untoward reasons. Now she is saying, well, we unmasked those names because uh, we were concerned about a visit with uh, the UAE people who canceled the meeting with us, then uh, met with them. So her story is rapidly and unmistakably evolving. And it is pretty clear that this thing is not over. This is the woman who went on all five Sunday shows and said the Benghazi embassy attack was about the video, even though it's undeniable they knew it wasn't. So she is perfectly comfortable with lying to the American people. That much is clear. Uh, where the story ends, we shall find out, mm-hmm. I hope. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, North Korea fires another missile over Japan as the U.S. seethes. Conservative Ben Shapiro's speech leaves Berkeley intact. And bald really is beautiful. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. I saw that study as a bald man. You know, it's a mark of how miserable Berkeley has been on free speech that Marshall's headline was what it was, as opposed to woman beaten bloody by leftist violence in the wake of Berkeley speech. That would be the headline in another place. Uh, Sean's going to do an Emmys preview for us. Emmys are Sunday night. Yes, they are. Just the big categories of uh, who's likely to win, who should win, that sort of thing. I gotta Best watch dance ensemble category is looking very competitive. This I gotta year. watch more of these good shows because every time I watch them, they're freaking great. Television is so great right now. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I have got such a good story about the modern media. Somebody just got Ken boned. Oh, really? Which is a term we use around here where you become famous just by accident, which can happen now. Maybe You're, for something very nice. Maybe not. Doesn't matter what right. it's for. You can become famous for a day. Then, for whatever reason, the Internet goes back through your entire life history, finds something bad, because we've all got something bad, and then ruins your life. And that can happen to anybody, and it just happened to a, a guy who just unfortunately was, was good-looking. And, uh, and and started floating around social media. It's really an interesting story. Mm. Wow. God God help us all. If you ever be, happen to become famous for like two days in social right. media, you will be ruined. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, North Korea fired a missile over Japan in its longest such flight, sending a clear message of defiance days after the U.N. Security Council adopted more sanctions against them. The frequency, the power, and the confidence displayed by these launches seem to confirm North Korea is getting closer than ever to having an arsenal that can viably target U.S. troops in Asia and the U.S. homeland. North- yeah, that, that missile was to say, see, we could shoot, we could shoot a nuke at Guam anytime we want. All right, keep that in mind. And shove your uh, U.N. sanctions up your wahoo. And Tillerson said, and this sort of thing yep. just, I'd rather you said nothing. We've been saying this now for 20-some years. Tillerson said all this does is isolate them more on the world stage. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay, great. Great. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm isolated on the world stage. What will I do? Same sort of talk John Kerry used with Putin all the time. That never accomplishes freaking anything. They're starving their people. I'm not sure they'll be butthurt at being, quote, isolated on the world stage. Oh, that reminds me. I saw a really funny T-shirt last night. See if you get this picture of Stalin on it. It says, dark humor is like food. Not everybody gets it. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Huh? Huh? 
Wow. <laughs> CBS's North Korea expert Gordon Chang talked about what the U.S. could do next against North Korea. So far, our policies have been ineffective, and I think that this is going to require a top-to-bottom review and the United States adopting measures that we may have thought to be inconceivable just a few weeks ago. Wow, now that is something. Yep. Measures we can we thought inconceivable a few weeks ago. That's what I wonder. If they're not going to cross some sort of line where all of a sudden people say, "You know what? The risk of a strike, I think I think it, I think it's worth it." Well, there was a tweet yesterday after yep. this cuz I I tweeted out about the launch and somebody said, "How come we don't hear more from Japan? I would like to be able to take in more Japanese press." They're having missiles fly over the top of their country. Right, they're having to dive for cover. What are they saying on the TV news? What are their politicians saying? What are their op-ed pieces in the Tokyo Times about? You know, I enjoyed that Gordon Chang clip, but it just made it uh, clear in my mind once again, we really have only one question to answer. Will we tolerate a nuclear North Korea or will we not? And if the answer is not, then those measures that were unthinkable a couple of weeks ago, they better be thinkable in a hurry. We better start thinking about them hard and how we're going to do them before, and you've made this point many times, why are you waiting until the, the gun is loaded if your declared policy is to disarm the gunman? Disarm them now. Or just say, oh, we're going to let him arm the gun. Which is it? Yeah. Well, we, we, we saw them uh, put the missile right. on the launch pad. Right. We knew it for 24 hours and chose not to take it out on the launch pad, which would lead me to believe that we're okay with them being a nuclear power. Because if you're not willing to do that... Well, maybe the policy is wait till they uh, strike the first blow. And if they so much as kick a South Korean soldier in the shin, then we go ape dung with international cover. Well, they get stronger and smaller and well, faster. and Well, right, exactly. If they wait six months before that shin is kicked, well, then they might have the uh, armaments to obliterate Seoul. So, I don't know. I'll, you know, I'll grant our foreign policy folks this. It's an incredibly difficult issue. Oh, yeah, that I'm fine with. I just don't like hearing stuff like they're just further isolating themselves. Right. What, what is that? Berkeley, California police arresting nine people outside of campus speech by conservative commentator Ben Shapiro yesterday. One Shapiro supporter reportedly attacked, beaten bloody, taken to the hospital. But overall, last night ended relatively quietly despite the hundreds of protesters out on the streets near the UC campus. Shapiro getting a standing O when he was announced inside the hall. Mr. Ben Shapiro! The reason that I am here is because fascism does not own this university. Because there are students who do want to hear differing views, who don't want to be told that they can only hear one view, who don't believe that the First Amendment should die under the jackboots and Birkenstocks of a bunch of anarchist communist pieces of garbage. Hey, uh, do we have that mental patient Yvette Falarka tape handy there, uh, Sean? This is the woman arrested, charged with inciting a riot in Sacramento. If he hadn't hid behind the cops, he'd have been taken care of by this crowd. There she is inciting violence again and continues to teach school in Berkeley. So she, yeah, she, just she hides behind several dozen other men that are far larger than she is. Right. She's a school teacher, which is yeah. amazing because she's mentally ill. Oh, yeah, clearly. 
It turns out bald really is beautiful. University of Pennsylvania researchers releasing the results of a survey that found men who have shed their hair are indeed more attractive. That's it. It's coming off. My beautiful mane of chestnut locks. Male and female students were asked to rate uh, photos of guys according to attractiveness, confidence, and dominance. Some of the pictures also digitally removed hair from uh, some of the men. Some of the pictures showing the same person with and without hair. And according to the final results, the bald men won out in all three categories. The men who willingly ditched their hair perceived as more appealing in part because... They've gone against traditional norms associated with hair and vitality. The men, the bald men, are perceived as more dominant and perceived as someone who will do better in business and economically overall. I'd like to see the pictures that they used for these tests because it, it, it'd be my experience. If you're a good-looking bald guy, you're a good-looking guy. If you're a good-looking guy with hair on your head, you're a good-looking guy. Good-looking guys do better than guys that aren't good-looking. Hair, hair or no? What the Mexican drug dealer say to you? Hey, Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> when, I was, when I was on a honeymoon down in Mexico, and I was walking the bazaar. Hey, Charlie Brown. You want a girl? Hey, Charlie Brown. You need to smoke? Hey, Mr. Clean, you want some pot? Yeah, Mr. Clean and Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. To be fair, you're wearing a zigzag yellow and brown shirt. And walking with my head down. (laughs) (laughs) That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Seriously, there there was a book written about this uh, social shaming thing. Your life can be ruined. There's a good chance it can happen to you in your lifetime. Just because you accidentally ended up something on the internet. Yeah, we interviewed the uh, So You've Been Publicly Shamed yeah. by John Ronson. And it just happened to somebody, and it's it's uh, unbelievable. Are you, are you familiar with the hunkopotamuses? Nuh-uh. You're about to be. The hunkopotamuses? <laughs> the hot cops? Nah. Oh! I, I wasn't familiar with that term. <laughs> <laughs> well, they went viral, and then now and, and the internet ruined one guy's life. All right. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I forgot to mention the celebrity death. Cassini died today. That was the spacecraft that was exploring Saturn for the last 20 years. Another NASA failure. Crashed into Saturn today, burning up as planned. But that's the end of that. Some spectacular pictures out of that, though, of Saturn. Yeah, I was was making a joke, obviously. It was an incredible victory and an amazing mission. They took uh, pictures of a couple of the moons of Saturn where there's a really good chance there's life. And they didn't want to crash the probe into one of those moons... And, like, you know, have some uh, the NASA worker's snot on there or something turn into life in the bogs of whatever moon <laughs> and infect the whole thing. So they, they said, we got to let it crash. Because that's how sci-fi movies start, and it doesn't end well for us. <laughs> right. right. So uh, this happened. I'm aware of this from in IRL, in real life. My wife pointed this out to me last night. She's surfing her phone. She said, oh, my God, you see this? And it's three cops down in Florida took a selfie. They're good looking. And so it went crazy. And they got dubbed the hunkopotamuses. Why the hippopotamus reference? I don't know. Because they're hunks and it rhymes. With, I don't know. So that's them. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the picture. Yeah. yeah. So it made the rounds and it went crazy. And they got so much social feedback on whatever website this was. They had to take it down and shut it down. It was it was making it impossible to, for them to have actual communication about helping Floridians and well, all that stuff. they had to put out an announcement. Don't call 911 to ask how you can date these guys. Because <laughs> that's how stupid people are. But God help you if you ever. And he probably thought of the second. This is awesome. I just got 5,000 girls I got to call back because they all want to 
sleep with me. <laughs> uh, but you don't want to become famous in the modern world. One of Florida's hot cops is in hot water for making anti-Semitic remarks on Facebook years before joining the force. Oh, boy. So years ago, he made some Jew jokes on his Facebook page, which nobody cared about or noticed until you become famous for one day, Ken Bone. Mel Gibson is outraged. Nice touch. And now this guy, this particular officer, who's one of the Gainesville cops dubbed Hunkopotamuses after their selfie before helping Hurricane Irma clean up, uh, he's now under investigation after several citizens spotted the hate-fueled posts on his Facebook. Now, it is pretty over-the-top stuff. Okay, so it's not just little jokes. It's no. It's pretty nasty, huh? But my point being, you know, he, he didn't ask to become an internet sensation. Sean was asking, who are these people that when they see some random person online feel like, I need to know everything about their background to see if I can ruin them? Just independently wealthy lotto winners who are like, <laughs> oh, here's a here's a meme. Time to bust out the facial recognition software. Yeah, right. I gotta find out this right. guy's name and find out oh, he looked at porn once! Tell the world! Oh, hey, speaking of which, you know what? I, I've had this story for a few days now. You remember that handsome felon guy from Stockton, California? Oh, yeah. He's a scumbag. Hot felon. The, rest of it. the hot felon is is now engaged to a British heiress. Yeah, I saw that. Isn't that astonishing? Yeah, he's traveling the world, doing the super fancy vacations and everything like oh, yeah. that. Yeah, he's, he's going to be a kept man. Because his eyes are wide set and his face is symmetrical. I believe they were married, so I believe he left his wife and, and child and now is off with the with the heiress. Right. She's sporting a huge ring. Oh, I'm sure he bought her that ring based on his career as a, well... Uh, License uh, plate maker. Well, in a, <laughs> and and model, I guess. So there, here's the hot cop. So God, pe- anybody who reveres models at this point in human history, uh, I know. Check yourself into the institution of your choice because <laughs> there's something wrong with you. So this hot cop, uh, selfie goes crazy. People figure out who he is. Somebody looks at his Facebook from years ago, finds out he made some jokes um, that include. Um, which one should I read for you? Uh, suggesting that Jewish people should be put in an oven and be dealt with the Hitler way. Well, um, they characterize it. I want to hear the actual words. I never trust the media characterizing what was said. Well, this they don't they don't give the full that, but they give the full this. Who knew that reading Jewish jokes before I go to bed would not only make me feel better about myself, but also help me sleep better as well? He wrote. Then he said, "Here's one for everybody. What's the difference between Boy Scouts and Jews? Anybody know? Well, it's because Boy Scouts come back from the camps." Yeah, that's just not funny. No, it's not funny, but I'll bet he loses his job over it. I'll bet he loses his job over. I'll bet he doesn't get to be a policeman anymore. Because he's bad at jokes. Well, no, well, I don't know. Because yeah, he puts it, distasteful jokes in print. Showed yeah. a lack of judgment. A bad yeah. idea, but nobody might have ever found out. How if he long ago? Be, I'll bet he keeps his job. Says years ago. Yeah, I'll bet he keeps um, his job. Well, I, I, he's going to have to make a powerful statement. And and it'll probably depend on the, the local Jewish community. My, my point being, if you ever... So I'm with my pug at Starbucks, and something somebody takes a picture that somehow is cute, and they put a caption on it. It goes viral. Right. Somebody then goes back and finds somebody who has a, a, a picture of me doing something in college. I don't even remember. When you were an exotic dancer, And probably. then all of a sudden, I you know, I lose my job. I mean, that, that's the way the world works now. 
It's just, it's not, you do not want to become one of these famous for a day people because the internet will find the worst thing you've ever done or said and then put it out to the world and then, then just inundate your workplace with you got to fire them until they get scared and fire you. It has happened. Right. There, there's a book written about it. It happens all the time. Yeah. It's so nuts. And we've got this weird piling on thing that we feel like we need to do when it's one of the these puritanical explodes. impulse where you condemn others to show your own purity it's as old as time it's so crazy i i hope that we get over this jesus himself take the log out of your own eye and or uh, uh he who among you is without sin should cast the first stone it's ancient showing how good you are by loudly condemning the imperfections of others. It's a disgusting and pathetic impulse. Was logs in the eye a big problem back in the day? Yes, it was a big problem back in the day. (laughs) You you should read the Bible, Sean. (laughs) Log in the eye syndrome. God, that cop was loving this for about 24 hours. Then, uh uh-oh! You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.